The Auburn Tigers go 2-1 in the inaugural Jack's College Baseball Classic. Let's talk about it on today's episode. Man, I fucked that up. I did not sound enthusiastic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I shouldn't have said inaugural. Uh, yeah, that, that, that word kind of fucked me up. Uh, I'll just say two and one in the Jacks College Baseball Classic. I can just say two and one in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. That, that Jacks College Baseball Classic sounded crazy as fuck. Yeah. Our Auburn Tigers have a big weekend in Jacksonville. <clears throat> yeah. All right, um, you ready? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. The Auburn Tigers go 2-1 and one in Jacksonville, Florida this weekend. Let's talk about it on today's episode of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, Auburn family? What's up, Uptempo family? It is Blake and Dustin, and we are here to talk some Auburn baseball. Dustin, how was your weekend, brother? Uh, getting to listen on the radio and, and everything like that because of the D1 college baseball subscription. Uh, tell us a little bit about that experience and and why is college baseball still behind a paywall, brother? Well, it's frustrating in a tournament like this when you have – I mean, Auburn was ranked in every poll but D1, right? Um, coming into the weekend, and then you have Virginia, who's ranked very highly. You have an Iowa team who's ranked very highly, has a, a top, top prospect at pitcher, right? A guy that very easily could play Major League Baseball one day. So you're kind of thinking um, you've got three really good ball clubs and a, a, a ball club and a program in Wichita State that you can't overlook and just shoot away. So you've got a good little tournament here at a, at a, a good ballpark there in Jacksonville. So why wouldn't this be something that everybody should be able to watch? Well, Blake, it's something I mean you talk about all the time. Um, I mean, you feel like one of the biggest problems college baseball has is that the people that are in charge don't do a good job of marketing. They don't do a good job of getting the product out there. Look, Friday night sounded like a great game on the radio. Sunday sounded like a great game on the radio, a game that non-Auburn fans, just sports fans, could tune in and would watch and could see some real stars of college baseball go at it. Yep. Um, but no. And you know how much I love my Auburn Tigers. Everybody watching the podcast does. I'm not paying $15 to watch three games. I yep. did it last year. I did it last year. And the product sucked. And everybody watching it can tell you that it sucked. And I just said, nope, I'm going to have to just take my lumps on this one. I'll listen to Andy and the boys on the radio. Blake's going to be down there, by the way. Hats off to you, brother. You crushed the coverage down there all weekend. Um, Blake's going to be down there. He'll let me know what's going on. I'll listen. Blake can text me and let me know how it looked. So from that standpoint, dude, uh, very frustrating. But weekend overall, uh, Auburn basketball beating Georgia. The men's always nice. The ladies with a very big win over the Texas A&M Aggies. Um, they They were first four. They were on the bubble. Last four in. That win right there. Puts them up there. So finish long, finish strong, ladies. I can't remember the last time we had men and women both make the tournament. Yeah. I think that would just be an awesome accomplishment for the university. So, and then the baseball team, man, going down there to Jacksonville, uh, clutch win Friday night, fun, fun day. Saturday, the sticks were out, and then of uh, Sunday, a tough loss. But I think you get your first loss of the year, right? And I think that's a loss where 
I mean, you can kind of point to it and say, hey, we run the ball game. We've got nothing to walk out of here, you know, hanging our uh, head with our heads down. So all in all, man, I think it's a good weekend for Auburn sports. But we're going to talk about baseball. And I think this baseball team just kind of proved this weekend that, hey, you can't you can't say, oh, it was just Eastern Kentucky. There's more tangible evidence now. This is a good baseball team. Blake, and you saw it firsthand. Hey, first thing I'll say, Auburn baseball fans, way to show up and show out. Uh, I'm a little I'm a little little rusted on the voice tonight, so hang with me here for a bit, okay? I was doing a lot of screaming, a lot of hollering, and I was getting down for the guys. So uh, it was it was a blast, Dustin. The, the the city of Jacksonville was awesome. It was a great event. Parking was easy. Access to the stadium was easy. The restaurants, the bar scene around the stadium, it was great. Jacksonville hosted one hell of an event. My only thing is, why are we putting elite college baseball games behind a paywall? Put those things on ESPN. They deserve – these kids deserve it. Like you mentioned, Brody Breck is out here throwing 102 miles an hour, and you got it behind a paywall. And Chase also him and you got a Friday night special, and we're in a we're in a, a tight ball game going into the seventh inning in a one run game, and Mason Mainers hits one to the moon, and nobody can see it because it's behind a paywall. So college baseball, let's get better. We had a guy with Arkansas, their ace Friday night. He got 17 outs and 17 Ks or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like incredible stuff. Guess what, Dustin? It was behind a paywall. What are we doing with the game? This is the game that we love so much. I'm just – I'm a little frustrated at that part because these kids deserve it, man. Like you should have been able to see Bobby Barrell's performance. Right. one hell of a weekend from Bobby Barrels. You, you should have been able to watch that. And in order to grow the sport, it only feels like we care about college baseball when Omaha comes around. Because guess what? That's the money. That's the money side of it. You put it on ESPN then because you know people are going to watch it and you're going to make money. But what was on ESPN Friday night for this not for this game? Auburn and Iowa to not be on TV. I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's, it's frustrating. It really is like it's, it's aggravating. And that's one reason that I I went is because I was like, I don't want to pay a subscription to D one baseball and get terrible coverage. Let's be honest. Like you said, the tweets were rolling through that the camera angles were terrible. They were taking ad breaks in the middle of ABs (laughs) and <laughs> one person put on there was like, "Do you have animals working the cameras?" Yeah, that was a good one. Um, just bad, bad for the game of college baseball. And if we want this thing to grow, we got to do better. So, one thing, Dustin, starting out with this episode tonight is we can we can start with game one and Iowa and Auburn and just that pitching matchup, brother. Um, super, super special to see the Brett kid from Iowa and how talented he is. Uh, it's something on the radio that can't really be explained. He is that special. It, it's it's incredible. Uh, you know, he he's 
he's a two pitch guy. He's got a fastball and a slider, and and he throws both of them really hard. And he's tough to hit. And I was a good ball club. I know they went zero and three this weekend, but they're a good club. Uh, they were ranked, so Auburn gets a come from behind win, seven to five. I was pleased, Dustin. I, I was, you know, it, it showed it showed what this Auburn team can do when they do fall behind. They can they can scratch back a little bit, and the bats eventually got going, and they had some clutch two out hits uh, in in two strike counts. That was a big thing for me too. So, uh, you know, I thought that the team grew up a little bit, and and they're they're fresh with each other. You know, there's some transfer portal guys in there. They're still trying to gel a little bit. You're down. How are you going to respond? You get a couple big hits and bang, you're right back in the game. The, then the floodgates come open. Auburn starts hitting the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, I thought it was a pretty dang good performance, Dustin. Yeah. Uh, a guy that you were high on before the season, just me and you in private conversations, you said watch Christian Hall. Christian Hall had two hits on the night Friday, Blaze. Kind of talk about him and how he's stepping up immediately and saying, I'm, re- I'm ready for this moment. Christian Hall had the biggest at bat of the game. Christian Hall was down 1 2 to the Brett kid. And Christian Hall fights off a couple pitches. And Christian Hall ends up hitting a baseball right back up the box to tie the game. Two outs, one-two count, battled. Christian Hall takes hellacious at-bats. And what I mean by that is I don't throw that term around lightly. He is patient at the plate. He's going to battle. He's not going to swing at trash. He's not going to get cheated on hitters' counts. He is in the box with a purpose, and that's either base hit, hit the ball out of the ballpark, or ball four. That's the only reason he goes up there. He he's that talented. And I'll say this, he he come from UAB, but he <laughs> he not not downing that program, but he was way better than UAB. I can tell you that. And that's not a, I'm not knocking UAB, but he's an SEC caliber player and this is his first year in the conference, but the kid is special. He is special. And what he did Friday night, what he did all weekend, honestly, uh, he, the kid just – he's never out of account, and he's always going to battle. I was super impressed. I thought that was the biggest at bat of the game. I know Mainers tied it, but Christian Hall and the way he is patient at the plate, he waits on his pitch. He never gets cheated. He's a hell of a player, Dustin. Yeah, he's he's becoming a fun player to watch, Blake. Real quick before we get on to the Saturday game, I do want to touch on the um, the arms real quick. I'll just run through, kind of give everybody's numbers, and you can speak on what you saw. Chase Allsup goes 3.1. He gives uh, he strikes out five, walks three, three earned runs. Jarm Armstrong comes in relief, gives you 2.2. He strikes out two. Uh, he walks zero, gives up zero earned runs. And then Cam Tilly comes in. Uh, he gives you two winning strikes out three, gives up zero runs. Looks like he doesn't walk anybody either. And then Will Cannon comes in, shuts the door, two strikeouts in his one inning to get the save. Um, no walks either. Chase struggled with command a little bit. Chase, he struggled early. He struggled early. He found his way out of jams. I was impressed with that. He had some unfortunate Texas leaguers hit off of him, little bloop singles and everything. 
I think Chase is going to be okay, but we got to see you start working like we did uh, at the end of last year. And even in that Eastern Kentucky game, you work ahead and counts. Stay ahead. Stop falling behind 2-0, 3-0, and having to work back because those are hitters' counts. They know what's coming. They know a fastball belt high is coming. That is what Chase has got to stay out of. And if he can do that, he can be that Friday night guy, Dustin. If he can't, that's where we run into a problem. I thought Chase did well, all right? He's got to get better, though. He's got to get better at that. He's got to find the command better. you got to throw more strikes. you got to pound the zone. Look at Carson Myers, all right? Carson Myers doesn't throw hard. We'll talk about him in a minute. He doesn't throw hard, but he throws strikes. There's a difference there. I saw a sign today on Twitter that said, it says, I I don't care how hard you throw ball for. I don't care how hard you throw ball for. If you walk a guy, guess what? That's a a free pass. I don't care if you throw 98, 99. He just got on base for free. And you're hitting guys. You're in 0-2 count and you hit a guy. That, that's the stuff that can't happen, and he knows that, and, and he's going to work to get better at it. He's a workaholic. Just find that command, and he's good because he's got the stuff. The upside for Chase is through the roof. We know that. My next guy on that Friday night, we'll talk about John in, in, a, in a minute, but my next guy is Cam Tilly. Cam Tilly is electric, going to be a star for Auburn. I, I don't <laughs> – that kid, he can pitch, dog, and and he's he's not afraid of the big moment either. When you can turn to a true freshman in a in a in my opinion ranked matchup in college baseball the second weekend of the season, and flip the ball to him and said, "Hey, go give us two right here. All right, mm-hmm. we need we need two innings right here. We need you to lock it down for us." And he's just got electric stuff. He throws strikes. And when he does give up a hit, the confidence is still there. He doesn't care. He's going to keep attacking you. He's going to keep pounding the zone. He's going to keep throwing strikes. And he's going to show you a little bit that, that he's got that swag up there. And that's what I like about Cam Tilly. He's he's a confident pitcher, and he, he's young, and he gets after it, brother. And, and uh, he's a young, talented arm for Auburn, and I really like his upside. I think he's going to be great for years to come for Auburn. Uh, so – that was my thing in the first game is the pitching in the bullpen was phenomenal just to keep it there. Chase did struggle a little bit, but he weathered the storm. The Auburn pen saved him. They kept it within striking distance. You had a big clutch at bat by Christian Hall. Ike Irish, he did he did a great job Friday night. He battled against Breck. Uh, he put together some really good at bats. Um and, and you eventually got the clutch hit. And then Mason Maynard hits an absolute moonshot. Bobby Barrels comes up. He hits a bomb. It was one of those games where you just keep plugging away, Dustin. You mm. keep plugging away, and it finally – the floodgates open, and you get the dub, and it's a ranked it's a ranked win you can put on your resume. Yeah, and Butch always says stay in the fight, and they definitely yep. did that. You know, I want to touch on uh, what, you, what you said with Chase real quick. I just – uh, I kind of cursed on everything you said. I would just add this. Um, I think Connor McBride 
is a good pitcher. And uh, if Chase doesn't get it together, there's a guy sitting back there in Conor McBride that, that might be able to really give him a push. So, um, you know, we all know the stuff is there. And, and like you said, you get to, you know, I'm listening to it on the radio, right? It's 0-2 count, and then he hits him, and it, you're just like, ah, man, come, come yep. on, man. So You got um, Herbie. You got Herbie back there. Yeah, yeah, there's the, there's guys. It. Yeah, there's there's guys for sure. Um, and we saw a couple of times last year where Butch can get creative, right? He can yep. – I this guy will give me two, then we'll, we'll stack them. So, you know, uh, Chase is going to have to just, you know, just kind of find that consistency. Um, just, just find a groove, man, find a rhythm. I mean, what would he go? He didn't – what was it? Three, it was three and two thirds. Yeah, he gave, he gave he gave you three and a third. So three and a third. Yeah, yeah, three and a third. He just like you said, he hits a guy, three bases on balls. Like you want you want to see more. Um, so we're pulling for Chase, and I think he'll get there, man. And if he doesn't, then Butch isn't going to play around with it. That's why that's why I like this early schedule, Blake. There's no there's no BS this year with Auburn baseball. You're getting yep. tested right out the gate. We're gonna see what you got. So that was a good uh, that was a good. Good test there for Chase, and uh, hopefully he can come back next week in versus UConn and give us five, six, and kind of build off that performance. Because like you said, you know, and again, a lot of us that are that didn't watch it on TV or weren't at the game like you, um, you know, Andy told us, hey, that's a Texas leaguer, but we don't get to see it, right? All yep. we see is the end result, a guy's on base. So you, make, you bring up some good points there, too. You had eyes on it. They just balls kind of falling in the middle of guys, and he just caught some bad breaks, which I would say he kind of caught some bad breaks with some errors of uh, – in his first start of the season. So yep. Chase hasn't had he's just he's had some 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 goofy things kind of plague his first couple of outings here. I think he'll be okay. That that's the that's the thing with walking and hitting guys is all it takes is a Texas leaguer to break your heart. And that's what Chase has got to stay out of. And and if he can do that, he's gonna be okay. Uh he can weather the storm. Like I said, he's a workaholic. That's the word around the the team is is he's a hard worker and he, and he's gonna get after it. So uh, we believe in him and and we, you know like you said he got a, another opportunity to bounce back this Friday. Yeah, looking at the second game, Blake ten run rule. We know these bats, <laughs> man. We know what they're capable of. And the poor old Wichita State Shockers, they got it put on on Saturday, dude. It only went seven innings, nineteen to eight, the final score. Let me get to the uh, as I get to the stat sheet, Blake. Just kind of talk about this performance, and you didn't even have to stay for the full nine, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, actually, a good thing because Friday night's game there was a rain delay. Mm. And Auburn didn't get done until 1.30 in the morning Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I was out in the cold. That's the, I told you all about the throat and the voice, man. Yeah. I was out in the cold, the rain, the wind was whipping. Uh, we were out there till 1.30 in the morning. Then we come back and we were supposed to play at noon the next day. They pushed it back to 1. And, you know, with, thank goodness we didn't have to stay till 9. These bats got, got really, really hot very early. Cooper just hit an absolute nuke, brother. Uh, Grand slam, just absolutely leveled that baseball. Uh, Bobby Pierce, he showed up and showed out once again in game two. Um, Look, I'll tell you, the Strickland kid really impressed me. The Strickland kid behind the plate, being a true freshman, getting that start. Ike getting the DH in that Saturday game to keep his legs fresh. But I was really impressed with the way – he got in the box as a true freshman behind the plate, uh, and and he swung it well, got his first career hit, took a couple walks, I believe, received it well behind the plate, still got a couple things to work on, but 
true freshman, highly touted, did a great job. That's that's some of the things that I was looking for against Washington, uh, Wichita State, excuse me. I wanted to see the young guys get in there, take control of the game, and get and let the young guys get in there and get some A-Bs, and let's see what they can do. And he got the start, and I thought he did phenomenal. Hey, he took I'm, three I'm, walks. Took three yeah. walks and got a hit. I'm, I'm super impressed with him. I think he – once I – goes on and after next year and everything, you know, we got us a catcher and he's a stud. And I think it speaks volumes that you everybody kind of expected for Carter Wright to get that start mm. if Ike took the break and he didn't. So he jumped Carter Wright. That speaks volumes to me. That means, hey, they're okay. They're comfortable with him catching game two of a doubleheader. Maybe in SEC play, it might be different. I'm not sure. But if he's hitting like he did Saturday and he's having A-Bs like he did Saturday, I'm okay with it. I, I think I think we're perfectly fine at that position, and I was super impressed with him, Dustin. I, I thought he was terrific. Uh, Gonzo on the mound made one bad pitch, and unfortunately it got hit out of the ballpark. Uh, there, there was a 20-mile-an-hour win out to right field. Uh you know, it, it happens. He left one up and it got hit. And, you know, it is what it is. That's baseball. You scored 19 runs, so you didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gonzo went four innings. He gives up two hits, three earned runs. He walks two, strikes out two. Yep. He, okay. he, he, he was dominant for the most part. Uh, you know, the, Gonzo isn't a strikeout guy. Right. Yeah. He he's he's soft strikeout. contact. He's 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 gonna run it in on your hands. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna force ground balls, lazy fly balls, and if he keeps the ball down in the zone, he's pretty much unhittable. But he left that one up, and when he left when he left it up, old buddy let him know about it. So, like two, you give up two hits, and that was it. So, you know, it happens. It's baseball. It's part of it. Yeah, Gonto's back. He's two and zero. That's yeah. that's that's really all that matters for Auburn's that's perspective. It. And you talk about Gonzo, um, you're never looking at the strikeout numbers. You're looking at uh, how many pitches he's thrown total versus the inning. That's really the key for Gonzo. Um, and then Bobby, let's talk about the day that Bobby had real quick, Blake. I mean, I know uh, we'll talk about it at the inning. You voted for him MVP, but if we're talking yeah. about this game right here, we can't ignore it. And one, I, I got I got to shout out our boy Coop, Coop. You've, you've hit two homers this year, and both them balls ain't nobody ever going to find them. Like, ain't nobody ever going to find them things. Coop had six RBIs on the day, um, two hits, six RBIs. Obviously, a grand slam will definitely put you up there. He walked twice as well, which I've always said is one of my favorite things about Coop is that that power's there, but he's not – it's not uh, – it's not some of your, your, your big boys that you got up there with your Yankees, Blake. Where it's home run or bust, right? Yep. Uh, Coop, Coop is patient, man. He can't get on base. Big day for Coop. Good to see him get going. He was named to the all tournament team too, right? So yep. um, after a slow weekend, only getting one hit last weekend, coming back this weekend, looking nice. Bobby Pierce, four at bats, three hits, three RBIs. He scored three runs, and in the other at bat, he walked. So yeah. Bobby said, "I'm gonna get on base every single time." And this is this is the day where he hosed a boy too, right? I got my wish. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bobby Pierce, like I said, biggest, 
piece to come back, the most monumental piece to this team to return. Well, we talked about it. We know Gonzo, what he brings to the table. But the biggest piece for this team in returning from last season is Bobby Pierce, and he showed that this weekend. A big thing that I wanted to see from Bobby Dustin was to cut down on the Ks. He's done that. He's putting the ball in play. He's hitting the ball for power like we know he can. He's hitting the ball from gap to gap. He's using the whole field. Bobby Pierce is playing elite baseball right now. He's doing it defensively and offensively. He's taking great ABs. He's not getting cheated. At times last year, you could catch him out on that front foot swinging at that slider down and away. I think this year he's being more patient. He's laying off of that pitch. And he's driving the ball backside right now. He is killing the baseball, letting it travel, not getting caught out on that front foot. Bobby Pierce is lethal. And, yes, I did. I voted for him Mm -hmm. to be most valuable player, even though we lost. Uh, What he did this weekend was incredible. And I'll I'll tell you another guy, Dustin, in in that game too, and it started started – in game two, kind of later in the game, but Derek Fabian. Derek Fabian showed up. And and that's a position that was in question in fall, and I, I, I just don't think it's in question anymore. I think Derek put his name, and he stamped it in on third base, and he said, hey, I'm the guy. And it, it started Saturday when he hit the ball to deep right field, and uh, it – Thought it was going to get out, but it hit the top of the wall and stayed in play, and I believe he got a double, if I'm not mistaken. And it started there, and and he carried it over to the next game. So I'm really, really impressed. I just need to see somebody step up at second base. Hmm. I need need a a, a Caden Green to step up. I need a Javon Hernandez to step up. Uh, Gavin Miller, if if you're interested in getting some mm-hmm. run at second base like you did last year, yeah. anybody, I need somebody that can hit the baseball to step up at second base. Javon has stung the baseball. It's just not falling right now. Caden has had some decent at-bats. He's done some good things. I just need somebody to step up and take over that position because I feel like that's the one spot on Auburn's team right now that is in lingo. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, look, um, I don't – you know, we're only two weeks in, so I'm not yeah. pounding on anybody, okay? I mean, baseball is a funny sport, and there's a yeah. long way to go. But right now, Hernandez's batting average is, is 56, okay, and it, without a number in front of it. So yeah. we got to we gotta get that up. Uh, you talked about Derek Fabian, though. 412. That one pops off at you, baby. That'll pop off at you. And then the one that we didn't win, Blake, but uh, still, um, you come out, like I said, you come out from the weekend saying, hey, you play a good Virginia team. You play them to the wire. Auburn ultimately loses uh, six to four. Kind of sucks because if you're petty like me, then you, you take basketball in a double dribble that didn't get called, and you somehow in your war messed up mine make it a baseball beef now mm-hmm. um so i kind of i wanted us to come out with this one for malik dunbar and samir Dow and a whole nother whole nother uh, group of people but yeah uh you know ultimately man a good ball club in virginia and uh a team that's definitely you know a program that has had a lot of postseason success a good measuring stick i think for us early and i think that we showed we belong on the field with anybody in this one blake absolutely absolutely carson myers 
the real deal. All right, the dude's special. Uh, Virginia can hit. All right, like Virginia can hit the baseball. They're they're a club that is going to be battling to go to Omaha, Nebraska. They're ranked number thirteen in the country right now. They've got the pitching. They've got the hitting. They're a talented baseball team. Like you said, great measuring stick. Carson Myers brought it. They traded back and forth for a little bit, made some great defensive plays. The Really, it come down to Auburn had opportunities with two outs and two mm-hmm. strike counts and didn't get the hit, and Virginia got two hits with two outs and two strike counts. That's the difference. They got two hits in the clutch when it mattered, and unfortunately – Nobody was on for Derek Fabian uh, when he hit his home run in the eighth when you were down three. And uh, the plays that Derek Fabian made at third base last night were, you know, really solid. The kid can glove it. He can glove it with the best of them. And uh, that's the reason I think he has locked down that third base for the Auburn Tigers. And and he's showing it with his stick also. He had a great ball in the in the three, four hole. And my voice is starting to go out on me. Uh, <laughs> We're on game three, baby. We're almost yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, uh, he had a great ball in the three-four hole, and he—he's a competitor at the plate. Uh, so I'm—I'm I'm super proud of Derek Fabian. Got to meet some of his family members, also really, really good people. Uh, and and that was a big thing is getting to meet all the Auburn fans as well, Dustin, uh, and and just really enjoying the trip. But Bobby Pierce. He saved Auburn in this game just to keep him in it. And when he made that catch, I just went ahead and locked in the MVP uh, vote. I said, the way he tracked that baseball in right field, and then to know the short wall is there, and to go up and not worry about it, make the grab, (laughs) come down. We were like, did he catch it? Did he catch it? Then he gets up and flashes it incredible play to stay locked in. You got to think this guy, he is in right field. Ball is hit down the line in right. He's got to turn, run as fast as he can, not looking at the baseball. He's got a beat on it when he takes off. He's like, okay, I know where it's going, but you got to run in a straight line. All right. And then when you get to the wall, you got to turn, and make sure, hey, can I make this play? What do I got here? Am I going to run into the wall? Let me check it. Uh, It's split second here, folks. And he leaps, brings it back, makes the grab. It's tough. That is a tough play. And he made it look easy. He made it look easy. So when it happened, I said, hey, MVP, win or lose, he's the best player in this tournament. And it's not close. It is not close. He played his tail off. He was special. And he's a hell of a baseball player. And and, and if he can be that special for Auburn all year, they're going to win a lot of freaking games. <laughs> they're going to compete for Omaha. They're, they're, they, they should be in Omaha. That's how much I believe in this team. That's how much I believe in the bullpen. Uh, I thought, you know – the John Armstrong, when he come in, Carson ran into a little trouble, and John come in in a jam, runner on third, uh, excuse me, runner on second, one out, and John got a chopper back to him. He gets the out at first, runner advances to third, and then he K's a guy. 
just just huge huge stuff from John. Huge stuff. Let me give me a sip of Coke, brother. <laughs> huge stuff from John. All right. That's big boy stuff. That is a guy that's been in the trenches and he keeps the ball down. That sink action. Incredible stuff. Big time pitches from John. Got the full trust from the Auburn coaching staff to go in in that moment knowing he's going to throw strikes, he's going to get ground balls, and he's going to get out of it. That's what Auburn needed. Big props to him. I thought Tanner pitched well. He just mm. – look, bro, you gave up a hit. It happens, all right? Like, it happens. They just clutched up. Guy snuck one through the shift. Guy hit a ball down third baseline. It happens. It's just it's part of it, and that's what I was telling people last night is, Dustin, you're going to lose baseball games just like we lose basketball games. All right? They got a couple more hits than we did. It happens. They're a top 15 team in the country. We're a top 15 team in the country. I don't give a damn what a poll says or anything like that. We're good. And we showed it last night. We showed it to the country that we're good. We showed that D1 baseball finally ranked us in the polls. All right. And it put us very far in the polls, but they <laughs> at least put us in there. All right. So just big props to this Auburn baseball team. I, I think they brought it, man. Uh, they, they, they stung the baseball all week. Even last night when they hit it hard, it was just right at somebody. It just didn't fall. You know, it didn't go Auburn's way last night. And big props to Virginia. They got legit studs over there. Uh, I believe uh, the Teal kid, I believe he's the brother of Kyle Teal, the the great All-American that played at Virginia a couple years ago. Uh, he was throwing for Virginia, and he come out of the bullpen and all that. Like, they've got elite talent over there. That is a team that has won national championships in college baseball. So, this isn't some, you know, little rinky-dink club that when we play Eastern Kentucky, y'all like to get on here and say, oh, it was Eastern Kentucky. You know, I don't care. Eastern Kentucky took somebody to the brink this weekend. So, Vandy, I, I think. Vandy, Vandy. Yeah. Lost to Vandy by two. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's Eastern Kentucky, though, Dustin. You know, yeah. so, hey, big shout-out to the Auburn baseball family, uh, the fans for showing up, uh, this team. Everybody, Dustin. Yeah, good stuff. Um, I'm hoping that next year when they put together a cool tournament in a cool city full of lots of good teams that the average college baseball fan can watch it. Because I got news for you. Some of us got old ladies. And I'm already signed up for this subscription, that subscription. Yeah. This, brother, I'm at my limit for how many sports sites slash streaming services I'm going to be allowed to put on our bank account, dude. Yeah. There's only so much because two weeks ago, because uh, Spectrum's got this weird thing going on with SEC Network Plus and this, that, and the other, and I couldn't figure it out. I said, well, I'm already paying for the cable. But I know that if you get Sling, it comes automatically with SEC Plus. Now I'm playing for Sling just to watch the baseball. Listen, I'm asking college baseball, you got a good product. And I'll tell you, the, the funnest thing about college baseball is the players, man. Like, 
the player they're good dudes a lot of they're, they're yep. genuinely like they're good dudes and um they work hard like a lot of these guys man they really work hard you know we we talked to some of these players throughout the year blake and uh you know a story sticks out to me i won't name the player that was talking about uh during the football season having to be down there on the field yep. hearing hearing jordan hare stadium super loud and hype okay mm-hmm. they're still students they're still 20 years old Okay, they still want to go have a good time. And the baseball season in October, kind of far away. But you out there at that plate, practicing that swing, baby. It's tedious, man. They put a lot of work into it is what I'm saying. And I just hope that at some point we get to a level to where the people in charge of this sport. But you you talked about ESPN, man. I'm going to get on my soapbox for just a second on it. Like, y'all know I'm a big hockey guy, right? Okay, so ESPN bought the rights to the NHL to broadcast a lot of their games. Um, they do they do a game Friday Friday night, maybe Saturday night. It was a night this weekend though. Um, they do NHL game. The Sports Center lead up was all about the Milwaukee Bucks and the LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. That was like literally. So the, the hockey game they dropped puck at six, right? They're talking about LeBron on the same channel at five fifty eight. And then they get to the hockey game and draw like, how do you, and then you want to complain about the ratings. You don't do nothing to boost the product. You can't just broadcast the hockey game and then expect people to know who these players are and be invested. You, you can't just come in in, in late in the summer and be like, Oh, here's college baseball for you. We're in super regional time. Here you go. Find out about these players now. That's not a smart way to do it because, yes, the ratings are going to peak at the championship like they do with any sport. But if you broadcast it, maybe in a similar way that you do with college basketball, and it doesn't have to, you know, I know that it doesn't bring in the numbers, right? Like we do content. We know what numbers are. So I, so I understand that aspect of it. But if you do it in a certain kind of way, I guarantee you, you'll, you'll boost your ratings. You're not doing anything to further the game. You're not doing anything to put the players out on the forefront. Dude, college baseball has got some pretty wild personalities that are just fire for a t- just 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 sitting there waiting to be lit for TikTok, Twitter. Like, think about the personalities we got on our team, bro. We got some clowns, and every college baseball team does. And I say that in an affectionate way. Some guys that you just want to hang around, and the and the people in charge are doing nothing. But that's what. That's what ESPN is. As my lights go out here, I, I think they're telling me to. Uh, all right, man, Mickey Mouse, tell me to shut up. Like Mickey Mouse, tell me to shut up. So I'll get off Mickey Mouse. You ever watch that South Park episode where Mickey Mouse comes out and beats everybody's ass? That's not, that's not to be me. What's this I hear about not broadcasting the game? <laughs> I'm gonna tap out. But look, man, you you got to uh, you gotta you gotta showcase these kids, man. You gotta showcase these kids. You got to broadcast the game and put it out there in the forefront for people to see, man. You had Auburn played three baseball games this weekend, and two of them on the radio sounded like a whole lot of fun. I would have loved to have seen them. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, last thing I'll say is shout-out to Butch Thompson for finding Derek Fabian and Cooper Weiss in the transfer portal and others on this baseball team. But I'll start with this is you lose Cole Foster and you lose Bryson Ware on the left side from last year's team. Two guys that absolutely brought it for the Auburn Tigers. 
and did everything they could for that baseball program. And people are questioning, how are you going to replace them? Well, who are you going to get to replace those two dudes? There's no way you can replace that. And Butch found a way. Butch said, hey, I can replace them. All right. I hate that they're gone because of what they brought to the table. But I can go find two guys in that transfer portal, and I can bring them in here, and I got dogs. And Butch did that. So shout out to Cooper Weiss. I know I didn't mention him much uh, in the the breakdown, but hell of a baseball player, hits the ball hard, had a hell of a weekend, was super proud of him. Uh, and, And Derek Fabian was my highlight of the weekend, even though Bobby Pierce won MVP, all tournament team, the biggest guy to step up for the Auburn Tigers, in my opinion, was Derek Fabian. Uh, super proud of him. And Dustin, just getting to talk Auburn baseball, pushing the content with you, and just trying to grow Auburn baseball. The crowd that Auburn brought was phenomenal. I was super excited about it. Getting to meet everybody that we interact with on here and that watch Auburn baseball content, that's what it means to me. So I enjoyed it. I loved it. Uh Dustin will be back Tuesday night, correct? Football uh, spring camp opening tomorrow, so y'all already know we will be here to talk about it 7 p.m. Central Time, baby. Love it, love it. Uh, Guys, that'll be it for this one. Like Dustin said, check us out tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central. Uh, We'll be talking spring Auburn football, so get excited. Hey, A-Day's almost here, Dustin. Busy times on the plains, man. Y'all know we're here to talk about all of it. War Damn Eagle, we'll see you guys Tuesday, 7 p.m. We're out, baby. War Damn.